Welcome everybody to Give Us a Break, episode six. I got the homie left. Yo. And got the homie G. What's up, y'all? And you know, it's big dog scream here, man. Uh fellas, how we how we feeling, man? Ah, man. A lot going on in the world, man. Just trying to get through it day by day. I'm at peace with my inner self, so I'm feeling great. I feel that, bro. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, man. But look. We got another episode to talk about. We got a lot of 2K news. We're going to jump right into the 2K stuff. You know, actually, look, I'm going to take a curveball. We're going to jump into the NBA stuff and lean into 2K based off the NBA. Uh, so, left, I know this is kind of your forte because we spoke a little bit about Daryl Morey uh, and how he potentially would chase James Harden. It did come out last week that he now wants to chase James Harden and get him to Philly. What does Philly have to give up to get James Harden? Uh. Oh wow! <laughs> they first born, damn it. I mean, the 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 headline was trading him for Ben Simmons outright, which would be stupid for Houston because you got two ball dominant point guards. It, it, that would make no sense. In order for them to, they would have to bring another team involved in order for Houston to even entertain that option. Because Houston already said they're not moving James Harden. James Harden. May may well very well be a lifer in Houston, unless the one of the biggest deals like the the Chris Paul deal for the Lakers like that would probably be the only deal relatively close to getting James Harden out of Houston. I don't see it happening. How you feel about it, G? Um, yeah, I mean I don't see it happening because Philly gonna have to give up way too much. More than likely, if it were to happen, it would definitely be a three team deal. I think it would be a three-team deal involving Golden State, potentially. That's the only way I see it happening because there was also rumors about A. Wiggins going to Philly and Ben Simmons somehow ending up in Golden State. I've, I've seen that a lot. But um, I don't see how Houston benefits at all from trading James Harden unless they at get all. him. And Philly ain't giving up in – yeah, Philly ain't giving up in B. I guarantee they'll give up B. Simmons before they give up in B. Yeah, I so, think – I think Embiid is clearly the centerpiece, and I think everyone yeah. understands that. I just think at this point, if you're trying to get James Harden, you can do it without giving up Ben Simmons. The problem is just what all do you give up to get him? Like, what are you willing to risk? You know what I mean? And if you do bring James Harden to Philly, I think James Harden needs to be the point guard. I, I don't hate Ben Simmons. I don't dislike him. But the lack of his shooting ability makes him, like, he's just a tall Michael Carter Williams. Like, he cool, but it don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean a damn thing to me, simply because he's not, he's not going to be as effective as James Harden would be at point guard. That's what I think. I don't know what Philly is thinking overall. I definitely think they got pieces to give up to get James Harden. I do agree with both of y'all. It has to be a multi-team deal. I don't think Golden State is the right team. Nah, um, I don't think maybe so. maybe the Knicks to offload some contracts and take some stupid on. I don't know, but I don't I don't know how that's gonna look. I don't like how it looks right now. Uh, and speaking of not liking how something looks, Drew Holiday is on the shopping block out of New Orleans. Stan Van Gundy's the new head coach there. You got Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart both at point guard. Brandon Ingram and Zion are going to lead the way for your future. Jackson Hayes is your young and upcoming big man uh, behind Derek Favors and Jaleel Okafor. What, mm-hmm. Where does Drew fit? What contender can he go to to fit? I'm going to go to G first. 
See, with Drew Holiday, man, like I always say, my favorite quote from my favorite quote about Drew Holiday is he's your favorite player's favorite player. He can pretty much play anywhere because of everything he brings to the game as far as defense, basketball IQ, and teamwork. But I think the best contender for Drew Holiday will probably be – I think the Celtics need to look at Drew Holiday. I think – I don't think his style of play suits the Warriors well, so I wouldn't say the Warriors. Plus, he's a more polished guard. He's not really going to play off the bench. So I'm thinking probably Boston maybe. Um, I mean, Boston is looking really, ri- looking to get rid of Gordon Hayward, so that's exactly. A good point. So that would be a good that would be a nice move. You bring another scorer there to New Orleans. Um, just on the top of the dome, the Clippers may look at him. Um, shit. Um, I don't know, but if I'm Drew Holiday, I'm definitely trying to go somewhere where I have a legit chance at winning. So if I'm Drew Holiday, man, you know what? I'll look at Houston. I'll look at – I mean, not too many teams in the guard, man. Like, the NBA is so guard-heavy. But definitely Boston. They need to look at Drew Holiday. They need that because he's a better market smart. They need that. Let's see, I, I see Drew Holiday still being a starter. I think he goes to Boston. He has to come off the bench. Because if you if you start him, I mean, either you're shopping Kimba Walker or you're going to be moving Jalen Brown to the to the wing. I'm yeah, not too right. sure about that. And now so, I agree. That's a rare occurrence. That's what I'm saying, though. I think he should definitely, if he wants to, like, straight up win, go to Boston. You'll be excellent. You'll lead the second unit. That's the only team I see him really coming off the bench for comfortably. Well, comfortably. I I see him if 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 the Rondo deal happens and Rondo goes to the Clippers, I see him going to the Lakers easily. Oh man, that's going easily. Oh, nah, I ain't gonna lie. I easily, see D. Rose. I see D Rose and Chris Paul going to the Lakers. I see Chris Paul going if if Milwaukee wants to stand tall with. Giannis, I think Chris Paul goes to Milwaukee. I think if they find a way to get him there. I don't think he like. I don't think he wants to play in Milwaukee. I I don't think he at this point. I don't, I don't think he cares. He doesn't care. Yeah, I don't want to say that. I think that, he does. But... I think he wants to play with LeBron. I think he wants to win the championship. He knows you're not you're not beating LeBron. I, I mean, I think LeBron get him the best chance of the ring. I agree, but yeah. I think. We know that Gian. I'm not saying he's carried, but obviously, as an MVP, you got to say he carried. Yeah. He carried Milwaukee to the first seed back to back years, man. I think it's you know inevitable to say like Chris Paul would heighten Giannis's IQ. He would make Giannis ten times better than he ever could be. So that's why the Chris Paul to Milwaukee thing is always a thing now. Like he's gonna elevate Giannis somewhere. Giannis can't take himself. So I think that's why that's always the rumor, but. I do think the banana boat thing has to happen finally. Like Chris Paul to the Lakers makes too much sense. It's just a matter of what do they have to do to get him? Cause he's got, two, he got what? 17 million on the books. Not 17, like 35 million. My bad. Something like that. Yeah. That's, that's hard to cover and without depleting your future. Like they did with uh, the Clippers and Paul George. Like you got to give up too much to cover that contract. So that's right. why I don't necessarily see it happening. At least mm-hmm. with Drew, Drew, you could probably get Drew. Uh, what what is he right now? Nineteen twenty, right now. So if you 
if you move, I'm talking about his um his contract. Oh yeah, probably. I'm not even sure off top. So if you move him and you trade off Kuzma, all right, cool. You don't have to pay Kuzma, and you can absorb that small contract for the year until he's a free agent. And if you decide to bring him back, that's cool. But I the only thing I don't know about that situation is how AD and Drew Holiday worked in New Orleans. I don't know what their relationship was beforehand, so I don't know if that deal would happen. But I feel like the most logical sense, if they lose Rondo, it they go after Drew. Philly another one. Philly wouldn't even have to give up too much to get Drew Holiday either. I would like Rose in Philly. I would love I would like Rose but now, the reason I don't like Rose in Philly is because Ben Simmons already doesn't shoot the ball unless you bring a D Rose off the bench. D Rose shoots. Like you Simmons. move, you move Ben to the, but to the wing. Saying, Put him on the but three ben or the Simmons four. Doesn't. But Ben Simmons doesn't. And what happens is, I mean, what does he? He's effective, but all, in today's game, if you're off ball, you have to be able to shoot, man. man you make have that to man turn him into a Giannis. Let him just be yeah. a two way slasher. Can't win. And there's Giannis can't win. And it's obvious why he can't win, but people just want to keep scapegoating everybody else. He can't shoot. It's easy to guard. You put the wall up, you know, and he that's has, what you yeah. do with this. He has no other aspects of his game. He's, yeah. He's two-way help defender. That's all he really is. I don't know, man. I just – um, I like – if we talk about D. Rose, man, I really – man, he needs a championship. I would love him back in Chicago, but – you got you got to throw him at LA, man. Yeah, you got Chicago ain't gonna be a contender for a while. while. Yeah, we ain't gonna be a contender for a while, man. We are <laughs> we are looking. We we about to figure out who we taking in the freaking first round. <laughs> we ain't contending for nothing. So looking at the NBA, Adam Silver came out and now has said, you know, that December twenty second date doesn't look too pretty because we're in the early stages of November now. Uh, me and G had some sidebar talk talking about MLK Day is a better day to start as a marketing piece as well as giving the teams time to rest and get their life together. Uh, uh-huh. So kind of go into more detail and elaborate a little bit more, G, about why you think MLK is a good start date for the NBA. No, I don't think MLK is a good start date. Oh, I read that room all the way wrong then. Continue. Yeah. I'm listening. No, I think um, what the players need to – what I was reading and what I was um, – when I was reading on it, I heard that – well, I know that this is a fact, actually, that the players will lose $600 million. The league will lose $600 million if the players decide to play after Christmas, if they decide to play on MLK Day. So what happens is if the players really want to show that they are businessmen and not just players, you know how the NBA players are. If they want to show they're businessmen, they will make the smart decision. That's anybody. That's anybody. I don't care what you say. If you're telling me I have to start work, two weeks earlier because I don't I, because if I don't I'm going to lose money like if, if the league is a collective says players listen we need y'all to start on December 22nd because if we start on MLK day we lose too much money because of our deal with the network every player there should be a hundred percent consensus that say okay let's start on December 22nd I get it you know I get it you know the athletes need time to rest they just finish playing but that's only eight teams there's still an abundance of teams who haven't even played in the playoffs you know so fuck that shit if i even think with that you know going back to 10 years ago now ironically with the lockout 
you had people, when did they come to an agreement? What was it, like early November and they started playing early, on Christmas yeah, Day? It was early November. No, they played, they played, I think they played a couple weeks before Christmas. I remember the Knicks played. I think it was South Christmas Day, Christmas. though. Was it Christmas Day? I want to say they had a mild preseason or like they had joint training camps and they started playing Christmas Day. Because wasn't it, it like Knicks versus Bulls? Or was it Lakers no, Bulls? It was, no, it was Knicks Celtics and Lakers Bulls. That's when D Rose hit that game winner that floated from yeah. the corner. Yeah, that's why I I think I think looking at that lockout season would be the best thing for them only because you're having a similar situation right now. Yeah, and I'm. So, go ahead. I was about to say I know I was literally about to just reiterate what I said. It only makes sense to start on December twenty second. You don't want to lose that money, man. You don't want to lose that money for working. If somebody said, "Uh, scream, come into work two weeks earlier," because the way the numbers look, if, if we start two weeks later, we're going to lose $600 million. Most people are going to suck it up and come in and work two weeks earlier, you know? I get it, but most people are going to, especially if you're not going to play until Christmas. Like, most teams aren't going to play the first day. So you, you can only schedule a certain amount of games. Because everybody's one, you know, it's opening day. Everybody's going to want to watch every game that comes on TV. Yep. And teams would have played on Christmas anyway, so you may as well just start on the 22nd. I don't see a problem with it, especially if you're saving money. Because in business, people don't understand. In business, you have to give to get. You have to give to get. You have to give a little. You can't just take everything. That's unfair. You have to give a little. The players, you get. You have to start a little bit earlier, but you get your full paycheck rather than starting in January and all your paychecks are freaking cut in the however they divide it, you know? You have to I mean, give to the, the lockout in 99, uh, they started playing February 5th. They uh, ratified their contract January 20th. See, the thing, I, the thing that we don't know is were they practicing – prior to that like were they allowed to practice were they just practicing on their own uh those would be my obvious first couple questions mm-hmm. uh and then in 2011 does it, does it same make a thing. difference does it make a difference if they was practicing i mean you kind of got to get into a groove you know it's kind of like preseason games and then with the bubble uh they gave them those warm-up games before the game started counting so i mean you got to yeah. give people time so that's why i asked that i think uh-huh. It's fair to just ask, you know, hey, can we get like three games to warm up? Can we get three games of chemistry, maybe? So, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, getting it, three games to start. I mean, that would that would be no different than them just starting it on the twenty second. Honestly, whether you do preseason or regular season, the the start of the NBA. I mean, the way I look at it is, you thinking about now versus later. Like a lot of these guys outside of LeBron being in his 18th year. That's crazy. You got a lot of guys who have years ahead of them. So you're thinking about rushing into a league early, risk of injury. Mm-hmm. A lot of things can happen. And you're thinking yep, about I the agree. money you're getting now versus the, the long-term money that you could potentially get. Like, I'll lose $20 to make 100 Now, you can put the variable however you want to make it. I'll lose 20 for 100 so if I got to sit for the first 10 games, the NBA is going to lose money anyway. Because if they start on the 22nd and your notable stars that were in the bubble, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, 
uh, Damian Lillard, if they don't decide to play the first 10 games because they just finished playing three months straight, eh, they might sit it out. So the NBA is going to lose money anyway. So it, it comes to the point where how much money are you willing to lose? Then you make a great point. Are we going to a bubble again? Are we allowing teams to go back to their arenas? Are we allowing, you know, kind of like the NFL in some situations, fans can come to some arenas in some states based on state laws. You know, so you got to remember there's no outdoor basketball courts like there is domes and fields and football. They're all enclosed in that space. So you have to openly ask yourself, you know, are you allowing fans to come in these these arenas? and have to sit, you know, every two seats apart unless they family. Got to wear a mask, obviously. Uh, people who work in concession stand got to pass protocol to come to work. Players got to pass a protocol before they come into the arena, just like the NFL. Like, I think the yeah, NFL much. I think the NFL set a solid, you know, enough standard as far as testing players every day. So I think you look at that and you copy that much. But – it's the fan aspect that brings more money and revenue that we got to look at too. And I think we can touch on that more next week. Uh, Cause we got a long list of things to speak on. And speaking of a long list, 2k has released a lot of news. Uh, we couldn't touch on the W last week. So we'll bring it up. Now the W is a, my career for the females. The WNBA now has their own mode and my players, uh, they kind of have it broken down like NBA Live did. I think it was NBA Live 16 or 19. Somebody can correct me if they want. Uh, and they broken it down so they only go from progression level one to level 10. And they have the player types that are available, which will obviously be available for the male My Career players as well. So you mm-hmm. have your two-way playmaker and point forward, a slashing playmaker, slashing point forward, inside-out playmaker and point forward, a two-way slasher, two-way slashing four, two-way slashing five, a three and deep point, Three-level score, offensive threat, sharpshooter, playmaking shot creator, post scorer, lockdown defender, defensive anchor, and paint beast. And some of these are position locked, and some of these are all position eligible. Uh, Like the sharpshooter and three-level score are all positions. But the two-way slasher is considered one, two, and three. Slashing four is obviously the four, and slashing five is a five. Uh, How do y'all feel about them just – making it player types i like it and i understand why they're doing it that's why i like it It, you know it's the first year and you don't want to put too much into the mold you obviously support it shout out to wnba and all the women everywhere we support y'all but i understand it from a business perspective you don't want to put too much into it and then it isn't received well because then it seems like it's a waste of resources you know so they want to see how it's received this year if it's received well you can guarantee there would be an expansion on the career mode on the w and the whole WNBA aspect i think that's a given so i do like it and i understand why as far as the positions go i feel like that's a bit too much they made it a little vague because you don't really have a choice you it's not really when you look at the male version compared to the female version it's super watered down. I feel like they could have kept it the same as far as the um, customization goes and the attribute upgrades. They could have kept that the same. They didn't have to lock it to where you have to pick a certain archetype as if it was like 2K19 or in this case, NBA Live 19 because that's what it looks the most like. So, um, yeah, I just 
I like it. I'll give it at first glance about like a seven out of ten as far as how I think it'll go. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's a start. It's it's definitely showing the progression of two K and allowing yeah. the represent the female representation in sports. You know, we don't. They started with including the, the WNBA and 2K. I mean, not too many people played it. I, I mean, I played it. I, I enjoyed it. I think they definitely needed to expand more. So including in my career gives it a, a definite boost. And like you said, we got to see how it's received first. So maybe next year, now it'll be more advanced. I think the simplified version of the, the builds, I think is more so for females can understand what particular bill does what simply like where to a point where they can actually watch a game and see like, okay, this person does this because he's that because it's, it's explained in layman terms during the game. Cause most of the time it's going to be us teaching them how to play, showing them how to do this, that, and the third. So it makes it easier for us to explain it because look, this is an inside out playmaker. He's, he's a passer that passes inside and kicks it out. That, that's that's just simple. It makes it simpler for us for, to explain it. So I think that's kind of <laughs> one of the ideas, the visions that they saw. You know, not too many oh. females outside of actual ballers really know what's going on in 2K. So you think about it like, okay, right. they're going to have to explain to them how this works, so let's simplify it. Because imagine right. explaining 2K21, next gen, those builds to a female that's never played 2K or has never watched basketball but want to play it because for one, is this female res- representation, and two, some females like to just play games with with their significant others. So to being more involved, they'll be able to play that as more simplified. But I think moving forward, it'll be more advanced. I like it. I, I like definitely it. think y'all both make great points, especially on the you know, if you're not a female hooper, then you won't understand you know everything genuinely about basketball. I think that was a great point Word. to make. Uh, and I would have made the same point had you not made it because uh, it was Word. literally rolling off my tongue, but you said it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do agree there. I do think, you know, it's a start. And, you know, a part of me that makes me think this kind of happened, uh, a lot of people who follow 2K and keep up, I know me and G do. Scott OG left 2K uh, about a month and a half ago to go to EA and be their creative director. So he's probably going to work on the rebrand of NBA Live Maybe Mike Wang and Scott OG talked a little bit and they keep contact and maybe, you know, words were exchanged and, hey, bring back some form of hooping for the ladies. NBA Live had it and was inclusive. 2K is not that inclusive. Jump on the wagon while you can. There's no female basketball counterpart. So I do think, you know, taking that step in the right direction was a good idea. Uh, And I'm going to be interested to keep up and see how it transforms going into the future of NBA 2K. Because live yeah, had, probably, had a jump start. Live had a head start because, you know, playing playing Live 19, I, I, didn't, I don't know if there was another one after that, but I played Live 19. And yeah, no, having the, the females uh, have the ability to play in the park with the guys and things like that shows more integration. So I think eventually 2K will get to that point where yeah. you're, you're allowed to – I don't know more so about pro-am games and rec games – but that's, that's to be seen, but in the park, yeah, there's a lot of dope female park hoopers. See, so I think but this, I mm-hmm. was just no, like, I was just gonna say, bro, like the reason it's hard to balance that shit, man, because you gotta think in 2K, 
dudes about her getting dumped on and everything. And obviously, <laughs> there's, there's going to be a weight and strength. There's going to be a major weight and strength difference. Like, a woman having 60 strength is not the same as a man having 60 strength. So, you know, I think that's why they didn't integrate it into the park. Emmy Live was more arcadey. But, you know, 2K is more sim. So they have to find that balance between sim and arcade, per se, before they can, you know, throw the women into the same park as the fellas. Because I wouldn't even think they would do that. I mean, it's going to be a, a server overhaul, but I think yeah. they'll wind up having their own park, a simplified park. It won't be as extensive yeah. as ours is. Because they have, have a, the they have a mode. Have they have the W online, which is 3v3. So they do have yeah. their own 3v3 mode. Uh, and speaking of the park, you know, the park is no longer existent. Um, the neighborhood is now no longer existent because we now have the city. Uh, the rumors were it was called the world. You would travel the world to Europe, Mexico, all this crazy shit. Uh, but it just came out on Wednesday that you are going to a city. Um, and Shakedown actually called this back in May. Um, right. He was saying that, you know, if you went from a park to a neighborhood, the next level would be a city. So if five years from now, the next level is the world, then that's kind of why that trend came up. Uh, and the functions of the city are as follows. Uh, when you first start out, you get on the edge of the southern side of the city, which is the Rookieville docks, and you begin your journey in Rookieville. Uh, the rep system is going back to the 2K17 rep system where it's five levels per level. Rookie, pro, all-star, superstar, uh, elite, then legend. I think all-star might be gone, actually. Um, if not, I'll just correct myself later. Because um, they leaked the rewards earlier, too. Uh, once you get to pro one, you are assigned to one of the four affiliations. The affiliations in boroughs being the north, south, east, and west. Uh, you have the north side knights, the beast of the east, the western wildcats, and the south city vipers. Each affiliation has their own boost to it. Uh, they have not told us what the boosts are, but the leaks have come out and said what they are. I believe playmaking is South City. Defense is Beasts of the East. The Western Wildcats get a finishing boost, and the Northside Knights get a shooting boost. Uh, and then there are four mayors that go along with, e with each place. Excuse me. Uh, the first four mayors, Ticino is the mayor of the East. Grinding, uh, DF Grinding is the mayor of the North. Shakedown, who we just mentioned, is the mayor of the South. And Troy Dan is the mayor of the West. Uh, so with just that information alone, and we're going to dive in more, of course, how do we feel just about this affiliation coming back? How do we feel about how the city looks at day and night? Because they look, um, like, this looks crazy at day and night. And the fact that, you know, you still got the same, like, Club 2K is an event still. They have an event. That, that's what I want to harp on first, the event center. They've given right. us an entire center for all the events. Court Conqueror, Dime Time, Dunk Fest, all in one central location, finally. And what's funny is the event center is smack dab in the center of the map. So you can see it no matter what neighborhood, I mean, I'm sorry, no matter what borough you're in, you can definitely see it. And that's dope. And... Let me see, man. man, it's so fire. Like, I like it at night because 2K did a lot with the colors and with the new 4K resolution coming. I see where they were going with it. Like, the colors pop, the neon. And when you're in the event centers, like a penthouse, and I see where they were going. They're trying to make the neighborhood more – what's the word I'm looking for? They're, 
They wanted the neighborhood to be more, make it more city like. That's why it's a yeah, city. They it, made it more city like. They wanted to be more of a chill spot because listen to this. There's stuff to do around the neighborhood that's not even basketball related. And if you find the stuff, it's just gonna be in random places, like random NPCs, like random just random people in in the city, and random events that aren't basketball related. And if you find those people and you complete the quest, you get gear that's not even in the stores. So that's something people don't know. A lot of stuff that people did probably read over. There will be NPCs in the neighbor in the city. I keep saying neighborhood. There will be well, they NPCs. Had that, they had that last year. Random the whole, NPCs. The the pirate quest shit. They had they had random shit where you would do no, not the pirate quest. It was the scavenger quest things where you would go yeah, around the city hunt. finding things. Yeah, you would I mean, be here for it. That was but that was an thing. event more so than yeah, an NPC an quest, like an RPG random. game. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, exactly just like an RPG. It's gonna be just a random quest. Nobody knows what it's gonna be. It's just gonna be some random quest that you're gonna have to do, and you can get gear that's exclusive to the quest rather than getting out of swags or whatever store you go to. That's something a lot of people don't know. That's gonna be pretty cool. You know what I'm saying they're trying to make the city more of a chill spot rather than just you're there for the comp. There's going to be so much stuff to do that you can just chill. For real, for real. It's going to be, yeah. you can get lost in it. I think their goal was to get lost in it and spend hours in the city. I think that's what they want. It's for people to spend hours in the city. Yeah, it sounds good. I just want the, the t-shirt creator shit to come back. That's all that I want. Coming, it ain't coming back because people got, <laughs> people got too R-rated. They got carried away. Yeah, it got too R-rated, bro. People were just putting a bunch of stuff that should not be in a video game. Which I never understood because apparently the the image was supposed to be approved once you, you uh, upload it. So they got lazy, the man. That, that's what, that's that what was. it was. Yeah. They got I lazy. Think, you can't have, have certain think. names, but you couldn't fix the t-shirt yeah. creator? Like, like, come on, y'all. They got lazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I do like this whole city cool. idea, though, man. Yeah, the city yeah, is still- you got garage hoops. You can go find garages that's randomly hooping, and they give you boosts when you go into them for VC. Like, when you say a large VC multiplier, bro, I, I, I'm i going to be that guy. 50 times VC, bro. If I get 100 VC times 50, like, bro, yeah, that's 5,000 VC off of one game I played in 1v1. Like, I'm going to dunk on you and get 5K VC for free, bro. I'm going to be that guy. When you say large, you ain't thinking just double, triple, quadruple. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm going above and beyond just to be nice. Oh, and can, my I listen think, can get it. And I think one of my favorite parts of the neighborhood is not just in the Gatorade in the training facility on the second floor. They have rental courts, which is very interesting. They yeah, have a four v four and a five v five court in the park, like that's going to be there. It's not just an event. Thank God. Yeah, they finally like, brought that back. I do like that makes me very happy. And we deserved that back for so long. Yeah. That's going to be. And I want a 21 part. Those, those are the ones I enjoy when no one's online and you still want to grind, but you want to be in a park because you get tired of the my career games. The yeah. 21 court used to always be lit, packed. Yeah, always. And then they still, I, I think that the 4v4 court is so essential because we always need like that fifth man and we never have it. I'm yeah. just thinking in yep. advance. We always yeah, need you get sick of playing with randos. Yeah, 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 hit the court, man. Hit this 4v4. It's definitely going to be like that. It's definitely going to be like that. It is a lot to take in because especially when you look at, like, the pictures and stuff, uh, the East is behind the Gatorade training facility. uh, And with the mayors, the mayors are going for both consoles. So even though Ticino plays mainly on Xbox, I believe, 
and so does Shakedown. You got Troy Dan who plays PlayStation. Uh, eventually, Chris Smooth. You know, we we gotta when you name the influencers like your Chris Smooth, your Agent Double Zero, uh, Duke Dennis, and all of them. We're gonna get different mayors every six weeks, and the way you get a new mayor is people vote for the mayors. So the community themselves, hey, who do you want to be the next mayor of the East? And they're gonna give you choices. If they gave you Chris Move, Duke Dennis, uh, D Man, UNT, and Red City Boy, you would pick your own mayor for the next six weeks. And the mayors have special affiliations. They get to create their own playlists. They get to create how the courts look for us. So they're probably creating the courts right now behind the scenes. So when we get the game come this Tuesday, the courts will look completely different than what they might have showed in the trailer. Plus, you know, if you play on your own courts, you get double the rep and your rep goes up. Uh, and they brought back Rival Day. So if you've played 2K prior to 2K17, between 2K14 and now, you remember the Rough City uh, Riders, Old Town Flyers, and uh, Sunset Beach. You remember how they had uh, the Rival Days where parks played against other parks? They're bringing yeah. that back. And the winner gets a VC prize. You get free VC from your mail, I mean, uh, from your mayor. And your mayor gets to deck out your entire borough and make the affiliation the envy of the city. So I think that's, to me, that was one of the dopest parts. Simply because it means something now to join an affiliation again. And you balanced it out instead of making it three, you made it four. And you made it just north, south, east, and west. Right. That just, I I mean, that, that just made the most one. sense. That just made the most sense anyway, the north, south, east. I mean, there was no other way to do that. There was no other way. If you're going to do a city, north, south, 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 east, south, that's the only way to do it. Especially if you're trying to base it off of New York style, like the boroughs. I mean, we, we know where they're going with this. You can tell yeah. what they were trying to do with it. It looked like New York City. or like It looks like a northern city. Definitely. A bunch of skyscrapers and a lot of lights. Yeah, definitely some northern city. And then I think one of the doper parts, too, is like, you know, in each borough, each borough has their own store, for their yep. apparel. Uh, I don't know and I cannot confirm that every borough has the same stores in them. So for example, if South, if South City got a wheel store, a deck store, and also embellishments at the jewelry store, I don't know if the North side got the same thing. I don't know if every borough has the same stores in them. And then from what I've seen in the trailer and what I've heard, in the middle is where most of the stores are too. Uh, next to the event center uh, because the rec pro-am the Gatorade facility and my team are all in the middle as well as the pink diamond plaza and you can see that looking at the event center uh, so the south is next to rec the Gatorade center is next to the beast of the east so it's no telling what's on that north side you know where pink diamond and the rec are I would assume pro-am is between the north and the west uh, so it's going to be interesting for all of us to get our hands on this next week and just get to look at how everything feels. Um, there is rumors that the pro-am courts did kind of change a little bit. I thought the garage in the warehouse was pro-am at first, but I was completely wrong. Uh, I do like the warehouse thing. It was kind of cool. Um, they give everybody a free skateboard now. Thank God that should have been a thing anyway. All right, like that big ass city, I wouldn't expect anything less than that. Oh man, Bro, I wouldn't expect from... anything less than that. If you think I'm about to do that dumbass jog all through these cities, I'm not, bro. 
From 20, well, you know, in 20 to walk all the way to pro am Oh man, no, I'm on my way. I'm getting it, like, bro. Like, I uh, think they learned that lesson in 21 current gen, obviously, is by putting pro am right next to your crib. I think they learned that lesson immediately. Yeah. Right. Because they put pro am they put pro am right next to your crib. They ain't think I'm, twice about that, man. Right. So, I'm like, man, dumbass jog, man. Slow ass jog. All I know <laughs> is slow as hell. If you see my name flying on me rich in your lobby and you coming out of swags with that bag, make sure you're from the same hood. You know what I'm saying? You gonna snuff him, bro? That was <laughs> the time we on? Listen. Is you about to duff that dude, bro? Listen, man. <laughs> about to duff that dude. If you got them new J's in that bag, I'm, I'm sizing your bag up first. Oh, my goodness. Man. Mm-hmm. Only, Give me that. Left, man. Give me that bike. Give me your bike, bro. Yeah, it's, it's robbery season, man. Hey, speaking of the bike, I pray that they don't make these bikes 70 kVC to get that, man. Well, I it was 70? Like, I thought it was 125. It was, it was 125 for the beach. I'm cruise. thinking about the skateboard, oh, and I apologize. Man. Even yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. The bikes were expensive. They were 125 for that beach cruiser. I'm like, damn, I can't even get the Debo for cheap. That's the cheapest bike in the store. Really? Like, y'all made an achievement for being on a bike doing an animation. Like, I'm not wasting that much VC on that. Like, come on, yeah, I don't know. It already cost too much to upgrade your character. Bad boost. Bad, come on, y'all. When I 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 can I can I honestly have, say I do have a gripe. I do have to say that when it comes to that. Yeah, because I've kicked out at least every year about maybe three hundred on two K just in VC from extra characters. To, to, oh, I really want to buy this, but I'm not trying to grind fifteen games just to get this amount of VC to burn it, knowing I got an upgrade coming up. All right, let me just yep. spend all ten dollars here. Yeah, like, and you know like, that's another man. piece we got we haven't spoke on and they haven't confirmed yet either. Uh, based on the my player builder screen, you put your potential up to 95. So it is very concerning currently because all we can assume is that the 95 to 99 is the exact same and it's a yeah. plus one boost only after 95. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely be careful. When we build our players. Uh, we're going to take this quick commercial break and we'll be right back. We'll give us a break. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, Try out Anchor FM. With Anchor FM, you can post and pull parts of your podcast, edit it all in one location, add clips, funny bits, and then when you post it, it'll directly go out to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and various other places where you can get your podcasts. All you got to do is load up a web browser, go to anchor.fm, and try it out yourself. It's free. Now, let's get back to give us a break. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to jump right into the NFL, and then we're going to do weekly pick them. Uh, so, obviously, in the NFL, we know there is still one undefeated because I was the only one to take the Ravens on pick them last week. And then Lamar, who can't hold the ball, let me down. And the Steelers are 7-0. and oh. uh, Are they pretenders, or are they going to the bowl? I'm not gonna say they're bold, but they, they contenders. I don't know. They're, they're def- no, they're definitely. Jay. This is still Big Ben. Like people forgot. I mean, he just didn't play last season. But this oh, is still shit. Big Ben, and that defense is stout, and the wide receivers are showing up. 
they're able to run the game, run the ball consistently. And I got to reiterate, the defense is stout. The defense is Yeah, they stout. did just get Avery Williamson from the Jets. Uh, so mm-hmm. they did replace Devin Bush. So I think the defense got just a little bit deadlier, adding a veteran who can lead a defense. We know he mm-hmm. led the Titans for years before he went to chase the money in the, the Jets organization, which is horrible as hell. And it's sad we're even spending time talking about them. But uh, that shit, wow. Them, them boys <laughs> legit, man. They legit. Yeah, they definitely they contenders. I I don't know about Super Bowl contenders. But we think about what happens it, they could, they, the whole NFL is wide open. Nobody knows. Without Brady on New England, nobody knows who's coming out of there. Even with Brady outside yeah, like, of Mahomes, nobody knows who's coming out. It's, I would it's, I would say the AFC is wide open at the after number two. Like it's obvious that Pittsburgh and Kansas City are one and two. It's where does everybody else from three through seven fall? We got to say seven now because they added that seventh playoff team. Um, yeah, I really it's, like it's that. kind of weird. That give everybody hope. That seventh team give everybody hope. They talking about sixteen. They talking about eight on each side. No, I wouldn't. No that's first team. I think that's. I think eight is the max, and I feel like that's. I think eight is the max, man. Yeah, I don't think they will that's ever a lot of football. That's a lot of football. But, try to bunch in a few days. It, it's it. Well, hmm, I won't say. I mean, four because, games a day, not bad, especially considering when you play upwards of fourteen games a day anyway, including yeah. bye weeks that happen. So I don't think that's not a bad thing for playoffs. I just think it's one of those things where. A lot of the games wouldn't get watched. Obviously, they're going at the same time. But I think four games a day isn't that bad. So, like, we already get – I mean, I mean, with the playoffs now, last year and before, you we had it. Saturday and Sunday. You do Saturday games, two games a day, two games the next day, and you watch them all. All right, cool. The next weekend, same exact thing. Two Saturday, two Sunday, then championship Sunday, then Super Bowl Sunday. Now you get three on each I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think the issue has to become timing. Those West Coast teams ain't playing at no 9 o'clock for no damn football. East Coast, if we play at 12 o'clock, I mean, that's fine. If you see Dallas versus Philadelphia in the, in the playoffs at 12 o'clock, you ain't going to say nothing. But right. if you're trying to get us with the Rams versus the Niners in, at 12 o'clock, nigga, it's 9 o'clock on the West Coast. Who the fuck yeah, watching that? I, I don't think they would do it anyway. I think they'll schedule it to a point where – they'll have it more so later. But I think their biggest problem is when playoff time comes is college. You're talking about the college playoffs. So their biggest games are night games, which is Saturday mm-hmm. night. So if you include two more, well, four more teams, well, is it four or three? However the way it lands. If you're adding more teams, you're adding more games. Do you run that game into that 820 slot when you have yep. – that mm-hmm. college playoffs game, and you, you know, don't. yeah, so that that's the problem they look at financially. Re- yeah, you know, that's terrible. Yeah, so I don't know if they're gonna go to sixteen teams. If they do, they might have to switch it to Monday, which also now brings it to another problem: the championship game is always played on Monday. I think that's not that bad of a thing, though, because the playoffs usually start after that. So that's not. I don't think that's actually an issue. The playoffs usually start after December. So the first oh so let's put it like this. When it comes to those championship like the first two games for college, yeah, they're played on that Saturday Sunday where week 16 and 17 are happening. 
And then the week after that is like January, let's say, 2nd through 10th, roughly. And that Monday after the first playoff game for the NFL is when the college football championship happens that first Monday of the year. So I don't Mm -hmm. think it interferes necessarily, but I would say it would be a good point to push a playoff game to the following Monday on ESPN because you lost money. So a way to gain some money back, hey, ESPN, you know, don't you want to pay us a little bit to get us some money because we lost money? Our salary cap going to drop anyway. Well, then, yeah. then, then, then that affects practicing because now if you're switching a game from a Saturday to a Monday, now they have to play the following week. So now where are they going to play, Saturday or They Sunday? already used to that. Though. Either way, but either way, they're going to – but if they wind up having to play on a Saturday, they're kind of screwed because they, not only do you lose one, you lose two practice days. I mean, that's – but that already happens, though, Left Like, that, that, you yeah, remember, that in the regular happens. season, that already happens. So you but have certain never, teams – that plays Sunday to Thursday. But you got to remember, there's teams that do Sunday to Thursday. It's only four days. And then you have teams that do Monday night games. But there are teams that do Monday night football the week before Saturday night football starts. And they play that Saturday. You get six days rest. Green Bay literally doing that. Green Bay just played Sunday. Now they're playing tonight. Like, Green Bay literally. What I'm saying is this. It happens every year no matter how you look at it. Because once you get to week 14 and 17 – you have Saturday night football. They move away from Thursday and go to Saturday for the last couple of weeks. So you have teams playing on Sunday or Monday night, then playing Saturday. So they got that quick turnaround anyway. So you're not doing something. You're you're doing something you're used to anyway. So it's really not that crazy a deal. You play on Sunday for week 17 where there's no Monday night football, no Thursday night football, to turn around and go play next Saturday because of the playoffs. So you already do this. Uh, Optics looks different. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think I if you add the if you add the HC, it can be done, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to push the playoff back like a week. You're gonna have to push it back a week. Do you really? Because all you're doing is getting rid of the first round bye. Yeah, but they actually play play now. I think I think the first round bye is a necessity, though. I think the first I think you deserve that. If you win, you deserve to get that first round by. I mean, the, the NBA never did it. They don't give them first round by. So no matter how well you've done all season, you still play that first week. But so why can't the NFL you, do it? But that makes it – that's different, though. If you got to admit, the NFL is a full-on contact sport. So you don't – Yeah, it's a full-on contact sport, but the NBA is more of an endurance game. You play both sides of the ball. Not all these players play both sides of the ball. They play one side, they sit down. These guys are – Yeah, but, it, just, but it, take one, it take one hit an injury to take you out of a football game, it realistically only takes you one injury in the NBA to get taken out. You don't yeah. really get you, – you, it's not as much contact in the NBA. It doesn't require as much energy that a football yeah, yeah, But it's, it's more liability because, like I said, you can get poked in the eye. Anything can happen to a point where you have to sit down. But well, when I mean, I'm looking at it as an endurance factor, you definitely drain more in the NBA than in the NFL. Because you get that time to break between – a defense could be on the field for 10 minutes. A 10-minute break in the NBA? Oh, man, you, you should be able to be good for the rest of the game. But you got to think, so, in football, you get a breather after every play. When the play is over, you got, like, 30 seconds before the next play. Yeah, yeah but you, and you don't get that. And you don't get that in the NBA. So what I'm just trying to say is you got 17 games of that and you got 82 games of this. 
And I think the we first can't round, they get straight to it. They keep going. So that's what I'm saying. That, that I, NFL is the and only I, sport and that's why that I, get a break. And that's why I say I think we can't compare it because football quarters are longer for one. Right. And for two, the NBA playoffs are series versus just one game and you done. So I don't, I don't even think, you know, it's smart for us to compare the two. Well, I'm not comparing the playoffs. I would compare I'm seeding. I'm comparing seeding the wise, season yeah. leading into the playoffs. I'm talking about the season into the playoffs. I'm not talking about the playoffs itself. But the right. season into the playoffs, I'm talking about how much energy is, is endured in between both. Now, like I said, 17 games, yeah, they play longer games. But these guys play three games a week. So those three games a week at 12 minutes a quarter can equal up to that one game they play that week. And mind you, you're playing 82 games. I still don't think that's true. Only I because feel that love. you're not getting knocked out. You're not getting knocked on your ass by somebody who's potentially stronger than you compared to you just bumping bumping into somebody and trying to score over them. Yes, yeah, but it's a, yeah, it's a difference between an impact it's a di- it, exactly and- impact versus endurance, and I'm gonna always say impact is gonna take the cake because impact takes away from your endurance. Right, but I'm, and that's on game by game basis. I'm talking about in a season, endurance is gonna beat that impact because, like I said, at the end of the day, they're going through this endurance for 82 games. They may take a game or two off here and there. Some guys play a full season. At the end of the day, that number one seed plays as soon as that season's over. They don't get a first round bye. Now, if they got a first round bye, I wouldn't even be having this argument. But the I fact mean, that they don't need a first round sport, bye though, because endurance doesn't hurt them. You don't need a bye in basketball. Endurance is all win though, bro. The endurance. That's is what I'm all saying. Win. You don't need a bye in basketball. That's why Not NFL to say injuries don't happen. But look at it this way, love. The simplest way I can put it is there's a reason why every sport has a series except for football. Think Even about baseball it. has a first round bye, and they got more breaks than anybody. Yeah, I don't but know baseball, how much energy they actually take. Well, baseball has a first. Well, you got to think though. Baseball. Baseball has a does double headers. You ain't doing no double header in the NBA. Not even that. Baseball only has a first round bye because of how they do their seeding. It's a and how it's they do a, their wild card. The wild card yeah. game is usually just one game. It's an uneven amount. One hundred and sixty-two games. On top of that. But baseball is definitely not a sport that you want to talk about endurance because there's really you. I mean, you hit the ball and you run. It's not exactly. But you're playing 162 games. I can I can understand you saying a team needs a first round bye. I'm not saying it's wrong for the NFL having a first round bye, but for them to play that first round, I don't see a problem in that because that's that's when it comes to this argument. Them having a first round bye, I have no problem with that. It's been like that for years. It can continue to be like that for years. But to force them, not force them, but now it's that it's eight teams per conference and they have to play that first round. It's, it's not a sympathetic factor for me because every other sport does it. Oh, I no, think, it ain't no I sympathetic factor. Is, yeah. That, you know, that, that's, it ain't no sympathy for me neither. But I think it's a thing where the NFL tries to make it so there's something to earn for you actually doing something in exactly. the, well, the you NBA, earn, the only in every in every other sport, <laughs> the only thing you're earning is home court, which plays or a home factor. Field. Which yeah. plays a factor, yes. Yeah. Well, you do that during the All Star game. Make the All Star game the, same the winner. Time, the they NFL do with the is the only, but the NFL and the MLB are the only two sports that give you an incentive for being the best. That's what that's what the point is. The incentive is to give you added rest. That that's the reason. Oh. Well, Why would I? If the, if the NBA did that, let's be real. If the NBA had the incentive to where the first seed 
in second seed got to chill out, they would always play to their heart. There would be no load management. Let's be real. Like if, if there was no load management in the NBA and because they had the bye week coming or that bye series, bro, there would no there would be no such thing as load management. And that's the NBA. Load, and, and then but how many times within recent years have we seen these teams to get first round buys and get blown out the following week? Because they've lost that energy coming into the game, coming into the playoffs. And that's their fault for not losing and keeping their momentum going. That's why you always see these wild card playing teams make the Super Bowl. Being the first seed ain't always in your favor. That's why some teams. That's why there's rest. no real incentive in it. That's why I'm, that that's where it I'm getting to. It's no. It is an incentive though. Left. Think about this, bye. yo. You still get a bye week, bro. If you rest your starters week 17 and you play next week and kick somebody ass, that was your incentive. You had a week to rest your starters still. My incentive is getting to the Super Bowl. That's my incentive. That ring well, is I the incentive that... I'm looking for. I don't care about a, a one week bye. We had a one week bye. We we running seven games in a row and we get first round. I want to play that because I want to keep riding this energy. I don't want to sit down for the week 17, then a first round bye, then come in with the with the shit legs and, and, and blow the game. I feel that Baltimore clearly did that. Baltimore had the, the ultimate, ultimate run. They lost their games early in the season and ran through the rest. Then you rest Lamar, week 17, you rest Lamar for the first round by. He comes in that next game. It's like his first game as a rookie. Uh, like he forgot it, everything. It's, that's it's, it's where hard. The, that's where the rubber meets the road, and I got to super disagree with you. But if I disagree, it's going to go into a completely different subject. But that's not why the Ravens. Are you know, this is what I. This is what I'm gonna say though. We need to say. I'm gonna save this audio for next week, and we're gonna come back to this topic. So please put in the chat. Uh, you know, why playoff series for the NFL? Some sort of shit like that. We're gonna use this audio next week and then come back to it and just keep that as the discussion for next week. Cause we went all the way off topic, obviously. That's what I was saying. Like, I just that, yeah, that's what I was no, saying. No, but 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 understand that I'm not saying that that's the reason why Baltimore lost, but that is uh, it plays a major factor. Because if you lose yeah, your steam, I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, there's certain things that you were doing during these games that kept your steam up. And it's like once you get them two weeks off and you're doing other things, you're trying to cram other shit and they come into this game, it's like you forgot how you got that scene. It does play yeah, a factor. I'm I not agree, saying that's I agree with that part. Reason. And that's why I mentioned the week seven. Is That's why I said some people do the week 17 thing instead and uh, lose on purpose. That's why I said that. So, obviously, we got to talk about the no call on the pass interference that happened Monday night football, Tampa Bay versus New York. The New York Giants, not the Jets. <laughs> uh, MetLife Stadium, Antoine Winfield ran from midfield all the way over near the right sideline to run directly into Deion Lewis. Uh, and the flag was thrown. They picked it up and said there was no P.I. because the ball hit the defender and the ball was uncatchable, apparently. I think it was clearly a pass interference, but I also got to blame Daniel Jones for being bad. And, you know, there's an amazing stat. We talk about – hold on. We talk about these amazing stats about how they always create some stat for LeBron in the NBA. Well, they've done the same thing in the NFL for Daniel Jones. And he has Tom thrown Brady. a turnover in every game this season somehow, some way. He does not protect the football. And even so, he had a chance to win this game. But he took extremely too long to throw this football. And I'm trying to understand what did he see to think 
to wait to throw it. Because he, he, he read the way the play is designed. You're supposed to read that out because that's usually your first read. But what he saw was he saw his slot. I, I can't remember who it was. He had hit a quick slant. So he hesitated because he wanted to throw that ball. But when you see Antoine Winfield coming across the field, you can't throw that. That's an easy pick six. He's running with momentum. You're going to try to throw that slant. That's, that's to the house. So yeah. when he finally read Deion Lewis and threw it, first of all, it was a terrible throw because you should definitely lead him to the sideline, especially knowing that you see Antoine Winfield running across the field because he broke, he broke your first read. So you can have I, can to. Can I stop you away. right quick? Can I uh -huh. stop you right quick? And the only reason I want to stop you, Antoine Winfield didn't break his first read. They were in man coverage. Deion Lewis came from the left side and was in motion when it started. And Antoine Winfield was late to get back to his read. And Antoine that's Winfield didn't have. So uh, as a rookie, we and, and you know this is what rookies do. As a rookie, his eyes were never on the ball. So Winfield wouldn't even have saw the slant. So Daniel Jones should have known if he was a veteran, he's going to learn this as he gets older. Okay, they're in man coverage. This shit is open. He should have known that. That's where my problem is. Right. You know and, they're in man coverage, and you don't throw that pass. You and the reason, why, the reason why I say he broke his first read is because he seen that and thought of it as, if I throw this, he's going to take it. So that's what made him hesitate. Because he was going to throw it. Like, he stepped in like he was going to throw it. But when we saw Antoine Winfield running across the field, that brain fart right there made him think, oh, if I throw this, he's going to see it and pick it off. And then he looked and realized, oh, shit, that's Deion Lewis, man. So instead of leading him to the sideline, you throw it, damn it, straight at him. Yep. So... The receiver still had the ability to reach for the ball, whether it's north, south, east, west. If you collide in, in any, any contact with a receiver in motion to catch a pass, is a pass interference. Regardless of if the ball hit him, which I feel like makes everyone saying simultaneously, it hit him after he hit Deion Lewis. Exactly. It was pow, pow. Now, if you throw the flag, you cannot pick that up. It has to be substantially new evidence for make you pick up that. Not because, oh, hey, um, now nah, he the ball hit him. Oh, okay. No, you threw the flag. There's got to be something where it was a holding, uh, uh, illegal rub route. Something has to be shown to make it believable that okay, we can pick this flag up. You're not supposed to pick the flag up in that situation. I agree. I agree. I think what made it worse is none of this would happen if Daniel Jones would have just threw an accurate pass. It would have led him to the sideline. Yeah. But because D. Jones wanted to underthrow the ball, that's what caused the P.I. I mean, you got to think in motion, Deion Lewis had to slow down a little bit to catch up what to let the football catch up with him which caused Winfield to bump into him, which still doesn't take away from the fact that it's a pass interference. That's just the way the game goes. But it does play a factor into why the P.I. happened. Daniel Jones just underthrew the ball. So, therefore, the P.I. happened. You have to make that call, and you have to stick with it. New York should have won that game. New York should have won that game. If they had another yeah. chance, they would have won that game because, obviously, it would have been on the one. One play, you can run that in. 
That's two but, to tie. Going to old, yeah, overtime. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm sorry. But the part over. the part that aggregates me the most is you just you you literally just threw it to Deion Lewis on a touchdown. Where it was still a horrible pass. Because if the if the defender turns around, that's an interception. Deion Lewis made a hell of a catch to catch that in the end zone. Yeah. That was a bad throw. He then they threw it right to the cornerback. But the fact that the cornerback was face guarding and wasn't paying attention, Deion Lewis was able to adjust his body to catch that ball. Great catch. But that pass was horrible. Yeah, that was just a good catch. Everybody say, oh, look at Danny. Dropped the dime. No, that wasn't a dime. That was Robert that, Bake. He got lucky with that one. Yeah, that, was, that pass was sketchy as a bitch. That shit was sketchy. You really got to start evaluating these quarterbacks for who they are. <laughs> yeah, we do. But Dave yeah, Jones, I, think- I don't. I'm not too harsh on rookies, though. I give I give people not rookies, but I, you know, I give people like a few years before I get harsh on them. That's it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's getting to that point. He's already in at two and a half. <laughs> this is yeah, third. I think he. This is his second season, but I think that him? he, but he had a legitimate chance of understanding. Like, okay, if he was paying attention, I mean, let's be real. You're a first round pick, so. I'm not going to say the same standard we hold Baker Mayfield to. We got to hold Daniel Jones only because Baker got better weapons, obviously. So there's that. But Baker Mayfield made these same exact mistakes, and he was crucified for it in year two. Because he's an actual he's now in year pick. three. Daniel Jones but, I mean, was never Daniel, supposed to be a first-round pick. And, no, but, I get but, it. But he, but he was. Mitchell Trubisky was not supposed to be second overall, <laughs> but he was. So we got to go off the ease. Therefore, they saw something in him. Uh, they yeah, saw, they saw the best in him, and yeah. it ain't working. So Their goggles that. let you see the best in a lot of things. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Dave Gettleman is just a bad GM. Let's just put that there. But the uh, fact uh. remains that as a first-round quarterback and you're now the starter in New York, you're going to get crucified because you – it if, if anybody, any defensive person, offensive person saw that was man. That's that's the only reason I'm upset about it. It was clear as day man coverage. You gotta know that. Oh shit, they're a man. Bing to tie game. That's bad. my only issue with that. That's my bad only reads. issue with it. Bad reads. That caused everything. Man, I think it was less about the read and more about the pass. He still could have made if he was just made a better pass, none of this happens. You know, had he read had he read Deion Lewis as his number one read. We wouldn't be having this out of man coverage, correct? Overtime conversation. We're not having this discussion if he read his first. We were supposed to read, but he got bona happy when he seen that slant, and then automatically got scared when he seen Winfield running across and and decided to finally throw it to Deion Lewis. Then you throw an inaccurate pass. It felt like a Madden game. (laughs) Yeah, I just think he has to understand. Man cover versus zone. He thought it was a zone, which is why he wanted the slant, like you said. Bad right. read. But had he realized it was man, tie game, and, you know, yeah, he'll exactly. learn as he grows. But I think that's going to haunt him. Like, because the Giants have been mm. in a lot of games this season. And Daniel right. Jones has thrown them out of a lot of these games. I still think that stumble's going to haunt him. Because had they not won that game, oh, man. Yeah, that man went 80 yards and bust his ass. And uh, speaking of getting our ass bust, weekly fucking pick'em. Last week was probably the worst week of weekly pick'em. 
simply because we were all on the same page outside of like three games, the three games being the Ravens versus the Steelers. Yeah, that shit was terrible. Uh, and then the other game we disagreed on. I think that was the only game, actually. How do? Yeah, that was the only game we disagreed on. Which one? Well, yeah, the only game we disagreed on heavily. Betty, no, there were two games we disagreed on. The game we disagreed on was Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I went Ravens. Y'all went Steelers. Right. Uh, and then the Saints and the Bears. G took the Bears. Me and Luff took the Saints, and the Saints won in overtime. So we only was off by two games, everybody. Uh, me and G went seven and seven. Left went eight and six. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, it was a really, yeah, week eight was really disrespectful, especially for Atlanta. I didn't expect them to beat the Panthers. But, you know, the defense showed up for once. Like that. Yeah. So we're walking black. into week nine. Me and G are both 45 and 26. Left is 50 and 21. At the end of the season, $50 gift card on the line for some VC for 2K. Let's jump right into this, man. The game number one uh, obviously would be Green Bay versus San Francisco, but we are recording this on a Thursday. So we're not going to predict that game because the pod did not come out on its intended day. Uh, but, you know, we can just give a slight prediction. It just won't count. I'm gonna take Green Bay to win because San Francisco is not healthy. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay to win because San Francisco stinks right now. It's gonna be a close game. I'll take Green Bay. I feel like you know I feel like it's gonna be a close game too. Because both defenses feel, is feel, terrible. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a close game. I feel like it's gonna be not a shootout, but it's definitely gonna be in the high twenties. I need I need Jared McKinnon to run his lights out because you got a backup quarterback. You have no receivers. I'm pretty so sure they want to Debo isn't playing. Brandon Ayuk can't play because of COVID. So yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, very interesting to watch this. It's going to be a run versus throw because Aaron Rodgers has none of his running backs. All his running pretty, backs are hurt. I'm pretty so sure it's a game versus a rushing game. I'm pretty sure San Francisco watched that freaking uh, Vikings game. So you know where the game plan is. Yep. Ground and pound. If bro. Nick Mullins can throw those fucking screens, then you're right. I do know what the game plan is. but Ground and pound, man. He's decent enough to do that. But they don't for got some Trent reason, Williams, they play great. They, they play great with, with Nick Mullins more than they play with Jimmy G for some reason. They ain't like got the Trent offense Williams, flows more. Eh, we'll see. Because there's no I still game got Green Bay. There's no game plan for Mullins. Yeah, he just stinks. There, Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no game plan for him to so the offense run. They don't know what to expect. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing about um, what's the, what's the wide receiver in Pittsburgh. I keep saying that every week. Chase Claypool. Claypool, there's no game plan for him. So you just he just go crazy. You don't know what you get from. <laughs> Still funny every time, dude. Still corny too. Golly. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, so the first game on the docket for Sunday, the New York Football Giants are taking on the Washington Football Team. Uh, last time we had this matchup, uh, I actually picked Washington to win, and they didn't, and I don't know how. Uh, but I am going to take the Giants. Uh, I think Danny Dimes figures it out. And I don't think Washington defense on the cornerback side has an answer at all. Kendall Fuller's one person. Landon Collins ain't been the best. So, New York for me. I'm still taking Washington. Washington defense was their only hope. But when you watch the Giants play, their offense really is – it isn't extreme, but it is pretty good. Darius Slayton's a problem. Yeah, like – if Daniel Jones can put points on the board, at least 17. That's all they need to 17 points to win. You do that, he's, you win. I'm going to take the Giants. 
He's good to call for one and one. One interception, one fumble. Yeah, but you know you get the throwing one off. He's throwing one every game this season. And you know you're getting a couple field goals. So you're getting at least 13. So you can give me 17. And I don't think it's coming out with more than 17 points. You know? So that's I mean the Washington football team. So I'm I mean, bro, their starting quarterback is Kyle Allen. He's seasoned. I don't know. He ain't good. He's seasoned. He knows Ron Rivera's offense. So he knows like, exactly uh, what's saving him. It's not that he's good. He just knows the offense. Yeah, I mean, I just know that Daniel Jones is going to cough it up. And you give Washington's defense momentum. I mean, you get one pick six. That changes the whole entire game. Yeah, exactly. Especially a pick six. But I'm still going to take the Giants. <laughs> Fuck. Moving on to the next game on the docket, we got the Bears versus the Titans. Two teams who have records better than what they should be, clearly. The Titans specifically have now dropped two after being undefeated all the way through week seven. Uh, I picked the Titans last week to beat the Bengals, and then the Bengals flat out embarrassed them. Uh, And I'm going to switch what I had. And I'm actually going to take the Bears. I was going to take the Titans at first, uh, but without Taylor Lewan and they don't have the pass protection they need, even with that offense that they got, I mean, Derrick Henry, the Bears have a nice run defense in some scenarios, but Alvin Kamara beat the living shit out of them last week. But the Saints have a good running offense, so that's why I think without Taylor Lewan, I don't think Derrick Henry does what he does. I think the Bears can eke this one out finally. I'm going to take the Bears, too, and for the same reasons you just said, but I just want to touch on that LaJuan part. Not only do they not have Taylor LaJuan, Chicago got some big boys on defense. They couldn't keep up with Kamara, but Derrick Henry is more of a north-south guy. You put enough bodies on him, you can contain him. You just 100 yards, which is an excellent day, that's containing Derrick Henry. Tennessee doesn't win if Derrick Henry doesn't go crazy consistently. So I'm going to go ahead and take Chicago simply because I feel like their defense is going to be enough. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't win if he doesn't rush 100 yards. Anything less than that, they lose. So (laughs) I'm going to take the Bears. The only way the Titans can win this game, Ryan Tanner has to be lights out. You know they're going to stack that box. They're not letting – Derrick Henry is not – the best at running to the outside. He's definitely a breaking through the A-gap, running yeah. straight downhill. Yeah. So and they like, don't have a backup to save them. Like, they had Deion Lewis last year to save them, but he plays in New York now. So you yeah. don't have that backup to save you and get you those outside looks you want. Right. Man, we're all taking the Bears. That's that's going to be interesting if they lose. Oh, good. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to text y'all like, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be expected, but for that situation and that matchup, I'm going to take the Bears because once they stop I think the Khalil Mack is going to show out. I think it's yeah. time. He, he needs it. Uh, going to the next game, a game that I honestly had Detroit winning at first, but then Matthew Stafford was put on the COVID list. The Detroit Lions are playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook is back and healthy finally. Uh, when looking at the injury report, Adam Thielen was on the report. It's questionable, but he did practice. Uh, Matthew Stafford probably is not going to play. Kenny Galladay might be out because he got hurt last week. Uh, I'm taking Minnesota simply because the injuries is, are in their favor. No Matthew Stafford to throw to Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and uh, TJ Hawkinson. 
I don't I think David Blau was still the backup. I don't trust him. <laughs> Before we get into that, talking about Detroit. Dan Orlovsky, by far the most annoying person I can hear on TV. Like, you've won nothing. Like, was he not the quarterback that ran out of bounds in the end zone? David Blau? No, that wasn't him. No, I'm talking about Dan Orlovsky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was him. That was that yeah, was I don't him, know right? why. So yeah. why does he why do they respect his word on things like like when he was talking about the PI call? Like, like bro, you yeah, ran out of bounds in the one. end zone. Like, why are you here? <laughs> but <laughs> definitely gonna be, take definitely gonna take scary, Minnesota. You gotta be a scary motherfucker to do that. But yeah, I'm taking Minnesota too. Simply, they were on the one yard line, and he went all the way out too. That's the worst part. But bro, he rolled out as if he was going to make the pass of his life. Bro, he was out of bounds, <laughs> and looked back like, "Oh damn, I was." It's like, why? Oh, uh, I forgot about that till you just brought it up. Hey yo, yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Minnesota. I forgot about that shit. That's hilarious, bro. All right, moving on. Carolina travels to Missouri to take on the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Not even a question. I'm taking Kansas City. I rarely don't take Kansas City, but it's Kansas fucking City. So, yeah. Dante Jackson versus Tyreek Hill is going to be fun to watch, but, you know, Kansas City is going to win. Yeah. yeah. I don't got them lose the rest of the season, for real. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, I don't see them losing to anybody. Mahomes is – that boy different. Elite. That boy different, bro. Mahomes is different. And how did they get him and we did? <laughs> I mean, y'all got Jalen Hurts, uh, so you know, there's yeah. that. Oh no, we're gonna talk about the old Wentz boy. We're gonna talk about Yeah, that'll, that'll I love Wentz one of these days. Uh yeah. Yeah. speaking of talking about quarterbacks, uh Deshaun Watson is gonna travel to Jacksonville and take on a new quarterback in Jacksonville. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know his name. I'm not going to mispronounce because I don't know who it is. But Gardner Minshew is still hurt. Uh, both of these teams are one and six. Definitely what you would expect for Jacksonville. Houston, I would expect like four and four. But I'm going to take the Texans because the Jaguars are just a really bad team. You blew the team up. You got rid of Ngakwe. You got rid of Jalen Ramsey. Got rid of Campbell. Miles Jack is by his damn self. You got rid of AJ Bouye too. Like the Jaguars are just done. Yeah, I'm gonna make this shit real close now. I'm taking Jaguars. Oh, I feel like yeah, I I like James Robinson. I feel like he's gonna have a big game against Houston's defense because once you double team JJ Watt, they have nothing else. It literally had nothing else. Yeah, I think DJ Reader's in Cincinnati now, so you don't have a big guy in the middle. I think they drafted uh, the guy from TCU. I can't think of his name right now. So that's all they got down there. You still got Whitney Merciless, who's not really doing too good. Uh, Zach Cunningham ain't doing too much. Bernard McKinney ain't doing too much. Bradley so Roby get killed every game. So pick a, pick a name out the hat. And then as good as Deshaun Watson is, he really has no help. I mean, they kept Will Fuller. Yeah, he's a here and there guy. He's not as consistent as you would want him to be. Brandon Cooks. Is he Brandon Cooks 2.0? Yeah, getting there. He's knocking on the door. 
currently a little better than Brandon Cooks currently. Just a little better. I mean, I say that I say that 2.0 in the sense of Brandon Cooks was never that good, but people praised him because of who he played with. Brandon Cooks got praised because Drew Drew Brees was able to throw the the deep ball back in 2014. You know what I'm saying? Like he was able to throw the deep ball back then. And now it's at a point where he's just like, he can't for real. This is what I mean by these players as pen pals to great offense and great defense. And then you go to another team and we see who you really are. Yeah, like Brandon Cooks went from the Saints to the Patriots to the Rams and just didn't do any. Like, he got knocked out of the bowl versus Philly, obviously. Michael Jenkins took his head off. He goes to the Rams to go play New England in the bowl, and New England just took him out the game entirely. You know what I mean? So, it's like he just – he's been traded four times. That's like I said, like, people kill me, but Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's another one. I mean, Russell Cobb was underrated and came out the mud. So I, I, I respect him more because he got out the mud. He wasn't a first. Yeah, round but player. he was he was dogging in Green Bay and haven't heard his real name since. They talking yeah, about that's quarterback made him. Yeah, quarterback made him easily. Not even a question. Kind of like the James Jones and Greg Jennings thing. D Hop uh, goes to two teams and I haven't seen a difference. He might look better. Hey, look, D-Hop had Tom Savage as a quarterback, man. Let's just stop talking about that. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, Matt Liner. Uh, G, yeah, Matt who are you taking? <laughs> no, I'm oh, go my ahead. God. I'm going to go ahead and take Houston. Left show fucking hilarious, bro. Listen, take- I'm telling you, you want to have this conversation breaking these quarterbacks down. We damn sure can't. Oh, my God. That man had Tom Savage, dog. Like, yeah. you know what? Matt Liner. Who, who was the one that was the backup to Michael Vick? Or lost his Kevin job Cobb. to Michael Vick. Nah, not Kevin Cobb. Um, he wound up going to Houston. I think he was Matt Sharp. Yeah, Matt, Matt Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Sharp wasn't that bad. It's just he just couldn't figure it out as a starter. He have had he thirteen quarterbacks in his career. Number fourteen now. It's that's sick. Yeah, it's that, sick. that, that is some crazy shit when you looks. look at it though. Was it T.J. Yates was there too, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I feel so bad for D. Hop, man. That that that's just and sad. still put up thousand yard seasons. Yeah, it was going crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> moving on to you know consistency in the quarterback position, Baltimore is traveling to Indianapolis. Trap game. I want to call it a trap game, but I am taking the Colts to win for two reasons alone. Marlon Humphrey has COVID. You know, we're praying for him to get better and get back on the field soon. And then the Colts have one of the sneakiest defenses in the NFL. The corners aren't great. You know, what is it? Pierre Desir in uh, – nah, Pierre Desir played for the Jets now. Never mind. I apologize. Rock, uh, Xavier Rhodes Rock, Rock, yeah, and, uh, and Rocky Sin. Yeah, that's who it is. Rocky Sin and Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes has been showing he's getting back to where he needs to be. Thank you, thank you. And, you, you, you know, the Colts got one of the sneakiest pass rushes in the NFL, though. Darius, Darius Leonard just came back. So, I'm taking the Colts 10 times out of 10. I don't think Lamar gets that chance he needs versus this team. And, and he lost Ronnie Staley. They lost him for the year. So, now DeForest yeah. Bunkner is about to have some fun. If I, and if I'm him, I'm putting DeForest out. If I'm Frank Reich, I'm telling my defensive coordinator, yo, DeForest, go outside. It's bad enough you got one of the best O-lines and you're going against two people you know very well. You're going against Calais Campbell, who was from Jacksonville. You're going against Yannick Ngakwe, 
who was from Jacksonville, and you're used to beating these Jags all the time. So you're you know these two guys. You know what they're gonna do to you. Run contain, force Lamar to throw that ball. Yeah, I think Colts win the game easily. I don't I don't think Baltimore got a chance. That's the worst part. Yeah. Can't wait. That's one o'clock. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, this is like low key game of the week. Like low key though. If they were both fully healthy, it would be game of the week. Like completely. Yeah. But but no Marlon Humphrey I, sold it for me. I know. That's still it's still gonna be a good game though. Ah, this I know. You only know who to fully take healthy. Game. Fully <laughs> healthy. We got Paris Campbell. We get back Malik Hooker. Nah. Fully healthy gotta, would be a problem. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Baltimore. I'm gonna take Baltimore. Ooh, that's gonna be an interesting game. I like right I like Ooh, I, gotta, I could break I, I could like break it. even on that Jags game in case we lose. I right, bet. Hey, look, they, I take that. Look, oh, you ain't got no confidence in this. Uh, I got, got that. No cool. Cool. I'm fucking weak. No, I feel like we're gonna win, but if the Jags lose, I feel like we could break even in case. Oh yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I got the all the way around. I'll take that. Now, here is another game that could be game of the week, low key as well. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on this game. And this is a game I preferably would like to watch. The Seattle Seahawks are traveling to face the Buffalo Bills. Tre'Davious White versus DK Metcalf. Come on, that's, sign that's big me brother versus up. little brother. But that's, sign oh, yeah. me up is all that's I'm fine. saying. Sign Boy, me you up. Jump on that man back to yeah. do something. Sign, bro, gonna I don't be a care. Whole lot sign of me up. I want to see that all day. Sign me up. Russell Wilson going against a team that doesn't have a great pass rush, but has a great back secondary, like a, <laughs> a back of the defense. Like, I'm, I love that. And then Josh Allen's got to go against Carlos Dunlap. And he's got to go against the Griffins. And he, he, I think this is the game that Josh Allen has to learn how to be a better quarterback. Stephon Diggs has got to go against Quandre. Diggs. He has to get open. Stephon Diggs has to be the guy for Josh Allen here. He's going to have to win that game. Yeah, he has to win the matchup all day long. DK is going to get double teamed. That's going to happen for sure. T T uh, Tyler Lockett, depending on – how they play him as far as they're going to force him to be the post guy or he's going to be the inside guy, which means he's going to control and command the middle of the field. They don't have... Uh, I mean, Jordan Poyer's there. Chris, Micah Hyde, Chris, I think Micah Hyde is still there. I think it's Chris Carson is, is back. He's injured. I don't think he's back, actually. I Ooh, think he's still hurt. So you got DJ Dallas, the rookie, is there. Like, Carlos Hyde is he, hurt. You don't play Rashad Penny, but you wasted a first-round pick on him, by the way. Still don't get yeah. that. I, I, I mean, got Seattle I, taking I, it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen will have to Hell, win the game Oh, man. This is another good one. That's a great game, bro. Hey, this shit is another fire week, bro. But I got Seattle taking yeah. this game. I really want to watch this game, though. Yeah. I think Russell stamps his MVP case, man. I I think this is the one. Is that the morning? No, the morning. Is that no, the one or the four? Game. It's a one o'clock uh, game. Yeah, I, I'm that's the bad part. I, I'll try to keep up with it. I ain't watching. There's gonna be a lot of flags thrown that game. I can tell you that. They gonna yeah. be penalties up the hoo ha. Yeah. <laughs> what do with DK though? That's what I'm saying. They're gonna be double teamed. And Trey White gonna be on that nigga back. So I'm saying it's gonna be a lot of flags thrown. Oh, that's fine. I know Trey White can't wait. I know he no. can't wait. It was so. It, it was a benefit, but it was so bad that they made PI spot calls. Like, 
if I can avoid DK catching a ball and only blow 10 yards, I'm just holding him every time. Every time he get loose, I'm charging right into him. P.I., 10 yards. You ain't getting this 40. I give you that. G, who you got? I, this, this is one of the toughest games to call in the entire season, though, because Buffalo ain't no slouch. Like, you and saw how they did the Rams. On. Exactly. You and saw how they did the Rams. On. So, it's like, it, they're not a slouch. Yeah, they legit. I don't know about legit. No, they legit. I don't know about legit. I'm not saying they went that, old, but they're No, I'm not even saying that either. I, I just don't they're know if they legit. legit. Uh, they, they, they need more on defense. Ed Oliver is getting there, but they need him to be greater than he is. They need more on defense, and they need to find an identity in offense. Yeah. Because they don't run the ball like they need to at all. So I'm that's, that's the part that I'm like, eh, I'm taking, I don't I'm know about it, legit yet. I'm taking it out of but I'm saying this could be a good one, though. Like, it's going to be really good. Yeah, this is going to be one of the games that we've talked about next week. Like, damn, that was a good game. Uh the game of some choke artists, and then I think week 16, you know, we actually play the Chargers. That's going to be a fun game to pick. The Falcons are at home, and Denver is traveling down to Atlanta. I'm going to go with my heart this time and actually take my Falcons. I want to – at the end of this season, right, do you think they go after Jimmy Garoppolo, Denver? No. no, I think I think I think John Elway is happy with Drew Lock. Drew Lock? Yeah, I think he's I think the, I just think the issue the issue is the fact that you're playing with a rookie. You're playing with two rookie receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not his fault he's playing with two rookies because Cortland Sutton got hurt. But a healthy Broncos team, especially with Von Miller back on defense, damn that was loud. Sorry. Um, okay. A healthy Von Miller. Oh, got my chair. <laughs> Listen, that's the alarm. But uh, I, I think a healthy Von Miller, a healthy defense, a healthy Jarrell Casey gets Drew Locke to be more comfortable in taking those risks and getting his defense off the field. Uh, but without He's them, stay on the field. Yeah, I think I think Matt Ryan can take advantage of this defense. It's AJ Bouye versus Julio, and if Calvin Ridley gets his ankle together, I don't know who they're putting against him. I don't I don't see how. This is one of the games that the Falcons, if the Falcons lose, it's the Falcons' fault, period. Like, it's completely their fault if they don't win this game. So that's why I'm just like, you know what? I don't – the only deep threat he has is Jerry Judy, who he doesn't throw too deep for some reason, and Noah Fant, who he also doesn't throw deep to. So I, Atlanta for me, that's where I'm at with this. Ah. Uh. This is this this is a good week, man. This is a good week. Oh, we I'm got five it. games to go. You're gonna be really interested in the next I'm, couple. I'm, I'm gonna take Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now let's remember, right? They just played the Chargers last week and came back down 21 on a last second play. And you know what? Let's speak on this right quick. Y'all saw how the, the game ended, right? Yeah. 23 played Drew Locke entirely wrong, and I'm mad right. that people are disagreeing. Why? You play contain on the quarterback who you know can run. Why the hell would you rush the quarterback and leave the receiver open? Nobody had your back. You were the closest man to the receiver and the quarterback. 
you have a better chance of letting a slower quarterback run the ball in with help defenders coming to help you push him out of bounds than you do allow him to throw a pass of that type. That pass is easy as hell. Come oh my god, was just horrible defense. Mm-hmm. I doubt <laughs> that shit pissed me off. That was why, uh, why 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 y'all didn't trade Taka? Fuck that. I ain't speaking why, no more on that. Why he ain't trading? He he would have went for a penny. He he's Vic Beasley two point He stinks. Like anybody indulging that, bro. That's funny because Vic <laughs> just got released too. My exact point. Anyway, <laughs> the Chargers take on the Raiders, two teams we all love and want to see succeed because they've been in the dumps for so long. But for some reason, their defenses just can't figure it the fuck out. I wrote that I want to take the Chargers, but I'm kind of scared they're going to choke. <laughs> I really like Justin Herbert, though. I really like Justin Herbert. And I'm going to say defense the just they, Their defense can't get it together. And they their no defense is never to, healthy. To, it's something in that Los Angeles air for them, and their defense is just never healthy. Derwin James been hurt the last two years. Joey Bosa got paid to do nothing. Melvin Ingram paid to do nothing. Yeah, they they, they traded they, Desmond King to the fucking Titans. That blew my mind. I'm gonna take the Raiders. Uh, um, I'm gonna take the Raiders. They're more experienced. I think they're more experienced. I do like the Chargers quarterback, though, but I'm going to take the Raiders. Simply off experience. I can't even get mad at that. Uh, A game we're not going to spend more than, like, 10 seconds talking about. Hmm. Pittsburgh versus Dallas in a Super Bowl, what is that, 30 rematch? Uh, I, I already wrote you guys' picks down because I'm pretty sure none of us believe in the Dallas Cowgirls. So. I mean, Ben Ben got to clean it up though. Ben has to clean it Come up. Come on, left. He's got no, 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 no. He he does have to clean it up. He's throwing too many picks. Yeah, he has a lot of leads and then does kind of blow it in, in a sense. Yeah, the defense has been saving him this season. I will agree with that. He does. Right, have only to thing clean I'll the mistakes say up it. by the playoffs. Yeah. To make them the contenders that everyone thinks they are, he definitely has to clean it up. He ain't got to be perfect, but he has to clean that up. Throwing two picks a game. Like, I ain't wasting my time. I ain't wasting my time. You know I'm taking Pitt. (laughs) I'm so weak. I don't think anybody wants to waste time on that, though. Uh, the next game I want to talk about that I don't want to waste time on either is the Monday night football game. Patriots at the Jets. Uh, I think this is the ultimate trap game. I got the Patriots winning because the Jets are just that bad. But this could be the Jets' first win of the season. I will actually admit that. No. no. I, I can't. I can't. No. Sam Darnold, no. I one thing I want to say, though, is they giving Cam so much hell as if the loss of Buffalo was his fault, man. though. That but absolutely, absolutely. And okay, the way I explained it, the way I explained it was Cam needed that win. He needed that win because not for so for the team, but for himself. It's like everyone's doubting him or Cam's not the same. Cam is, to me, from what I've seen him play, is no different than what he was before. He's literally working with nothing. 
Julian Elliman's broken down. He's playing with undrafted free agents. He's playing with no tight end. You drafted two tight ends and damn near don't do shit. The defense ain't giving up. I mean, they're not stopping anything. You're about to get rid of Stephon Gilmore. Like, y'all have nothing going on. So Cam is literally putting everything on his back to try to help them win the game. And Bill Belichick is letting that happen. Like, yeah, go ahead. Because that, from what everyone's heard, they, they mortgaged their, their future for three Super Bowls. I don't see another team that wouldn't do that. But, yeah, now you got to deal with the shit that you not shitted on and you got to clean that up now and wait until you finally get picks. You got dead money. So Cam is working with, a, with not a lot. Yeah. He blew that game because he really needed the score. He wanted to win. He didn't want to go kick a field goal, going to overtime. He wanted to win the game. So I don't blame him for it, but it's definitely his fault. But the Jets winning against the Patriots. No, Nah, I'm taking New England. No way in hell. I'm taking New England, even with a even <laughs> no with a quarterback. I'm taking New England. All I'm saying is, I'm picking the Patriots too, y'all. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if the Jets win. That's all I am saying. Oh no, I'm not be picking surprised. the Jets, but if I will not be surprised, is my only thing. Uh, moving on to the last two games, which are going to be very interesting and probably the highest of debate. Miami which surprised us all and beat the Rams last week to his first start. He didn't really look that good. He's going up against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. And I'm taking the Cardinals to win this game because I don't think Byron Jones got an answer for DeAndre Hopkins at all. Yeah, the the defense ain't going to hit it out the park twice. And – what I will say is I told you Tua wouldn't throw no picks. He played safe, though. Come on now. That's what I said. I told you he's going to play safe. He ain't gonna hit. That one fumble, I you're going to get creamed by Aaron Donald. I mean, you expect that. But <laughs> for him to throw a pick, I was like, yeah, they're going to play as safe as hell. They run the ball. The defense showed up, and they're the ones that carried them throughout the games. But this time around, yeah, not, not with that smart of a quarterback. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm taking Arizona. Man, this is a good week. Hope we just keep saying that. But, yeah, Demon's I'm so taking conflicted. The, I think Arizona has the better offense, and I think that's what's going to really matter. You're just going to have to double down on all games, but that's cool. I hope to see uh, Isaiah Simmons out there this week, though. Yeah, I, I know, right? Everybody want to watch him play. Everybody just want to watch him play. I will hope to see him. You know, that's a start, but if it's a nickel package, he should be in there. They should be running nickel all game. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. Uh, The last game of the week, and I saved it for last on purpose. Uh, We get the week one rematch, Sunday night football. I am going to be locked in and watching this game the entire way through. Tampa Bay hosts the Saints. Antonio Brown comes back. Ah, uh, but I, I got the Bucks winning. I had the Bucks week one too, but I really got the Bucks winning this game. I don't think that Saints defense got an answer for this Bucks offense. I got I got more faith in the Bucks defense overall for the scheme that they run. 
but I just think Tom figures out a way to keep it going and get a W here. I'm taking the Bucks. Oh. And I'll say it for G. This is a hell of a week. To end to end your Sunday off, you get in Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, and they're both going back and forth for the touchdown lead for all time. That makes a factor for me. Because, like, if they're really conscious about that, it's going to be a shootout. And if it's going to be a shootout, with it, with it being a shootout, I think the Saints have a better shot because of Alvin Kamara. If Michael Thomas comes back, that's another factor. He played last week. He just didn't get the ball thrown his way. When he comes back to the Michael Thomas that we all know and love, that's going to be a factor. But I think Alvin Kamara, uh, the fact of him being a threat, which winds up spreading their their line with Quan on one side. I mean, not, is it Quan? No. Quan Alexander is not in Tampa Bay anymore. He's now a saint. Uh, he got uh, traded there by the trade deadline. Kiko Alonso in a fifth-round pick to the 49ers okay. for Quan Alexander. So Quan Alexander, who used to be a Buccaneer with Levante David, is now a New Orleans saint. I don't know if he's playing, though. Yeah. I don't know either. But well, I will. I think Alvin Kamara being that target and, and being that threat is going to have uh, Traquan Smith having a great game, just eating up the middle. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. Nah, I'm going to take Tampa. I'm going to take the better quarterback, and I'm going to take the better defense, for, for real, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I think this week nine matchup list is really crazy. Uh, the only one we are not counting, remember, will be the Green Bay-San Francisco game. Uh, I believe we all did pick Green Bay to win, so we'll see what happens, and we'll talk about it next week, obviously. Uh, but thank y'all for tuning in for another episode to give us a break. Uh, we sincerely appreciate all you guys. Don't forget, we can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM, which is the home base. If you haven't checked us out on Instagram yet, the Instagram is Give Us a Break Podcast, all lowercase, all together. We thank y'all for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace and hair grease. Later, yeah.